It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Ciao, and welcome to The Bold Faras, a podcast about discoveries, journeys, personal growth, changes, and everything in between. Now here's your host, Roberta and Stefano. Each month, we bring you ideas, energy, tips, curiosities, questions, and insights on what to do if you're dreaming or are eager to broaden your horizons. You will find a safe space of like-minded people, so let us know your opinion, and if you have suggestions, feel free to hit us up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of our podcast. We uh, would like to thank you, first of all, to keep listening to our episodes, and we hope you uh, enjoy them, and uh, we hope that you find them interesting. We are back today with a new and exciting episode of the uh, mini-series of interviews that we started a couple of episodes ago about the many uh, exciting opportunities that, that are out there to go and live abroad. Yes, that's true, Stefano. Um, that's what we're about to do uh, today. And by the way, stay tuned because this is the second to last uh, episode of the, the series we started. So we will have a special guest for the, the final episode. But um, let's also talk about uh, today. Today we will uh, discuss about the work away opportunities. Uh, not many people um, know about WorkAway as a platform and what you can do uh, through it. Um, so today we are very happy and glad to have uh, a guest uh, with us. Uh, her name is Georgia, but I'll let her introduce herself uh, later on. Uh, she had the chance to do uh, a couple of experiences through WorkAway. And so today, hopefully, what we will get out of this episode is uh, a lot of personal insights on the, on the adventures uh, she had. And hopefully you will also get inspired what she did uh, and engage in similar opportunities in the um, in the future but um, as I said let's start um, so first of all uh, Georgia hello welcome on the podcast and um, hi hi everyone <laughs> can you please introduce yourself just uh, for the audience so that they know a little bit who you are hi everyone I'm Georgia I'm 27 years old I'm currently a freelancer I work as a social media manager for companies and, and cultural projects I really love traveling and in my past experiences I also uh, did an Erasmus experience when I was in the university and of course today we're going to talk about my work away experiences and how you can do something like this on your own. Okay well thank you so much and um, as always uh, we would like to start and break the ice uh, by getting to know you a little bit better but we always do that in a very like 
a peculiar way, if I if I may say so. And today we decided to change a little bit the um, icebreaking game that we always do with our guests at the beginning. And I would like to ask you to share with us three things about your yourself, about your life, about your uh, past. And um, so you can share with us three sentences about yourself, but two sentences have to be true and one thing has to be false. And me and Roberta, we're going to guess which one is uh, is false about you and then we'll see who, uh, who, who guesses it right. Okay, let's start. Then I, I came prepared for this, so... Okay, perfect. <laughs> the first sentence is, I can speak Swedish. Okay. The second sentence is, I didn't travel abroad until I was 10 years old. Okay. And the third one is, I walked the Camino de Santiago. Hmm, very, very interesting, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're tricky, so... Um... For me, the false one is the last one. You didn't walk the Camino de Santiago, for me. Okay, Roberta? Yeah, I'm also like, like, I don't know. It's either the second or the last one, like for me. Um... And also, by the way... Nice that we take for granted that she speaks uh, Swedish. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I immediately thought that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so unreal that it has to be true. It seems reasonable to me. You know? And by the way, um, just, just to say, we, we don't really know Georgia that much, so it's not something that we can know by any yeah. chance because we basically just met. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I'm going to say the second just because if I win, it's only me who wins. Roberta, actually, you're right. <laughs> no. Um, I, I traveled with my parents since was I was a little kid, like I was three, four years old, and my parents brought me to Australia and Singapore and New Zealand. <laughs> so, um, but oh, yeah, wow. I walked the Camino de Santiago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Stefano, so yeah, not not the whole one, wow. uh, but the last uh, 400 kilometers. So still a lot. I mean, I'm so proud of it. Wow. Uh, not not. I mean, 800 one like the original. Uh, Camino, but still, I'm proud of that. And I, I can speak Swedish. I mean, I got like an A1 certificate of, of speaking Swedish. I can say a few words because I did my Erasmus okay. in Sweden. So that's why, yeah. Uh, I, I can say a few things. I mean, I don't remember that much, but still. Congrats. Like, it seems a pretty hard language to learn to me. It's actually quite simple. I mean, mm, for, for Italians and, and I mean, Latin languages, it's kind of hard, uh, but if you're if you speak German, in if you're German or maybe in Finnish or, or those kind of languages, it's it's easier. But but for me, it was. I mean, I think it's quite a, a simple language. It's even easier than English probably because it, uh, it has like really simple sentence structure. So I, I really suggest you can <laughs> could learn some Swedish, so you can go to IKEA and just learn about the, the, the things. Order meatballs in Swedish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, whenever I go to Ikea and I see all the names, I, I say, wow, that must be a super hard language to learn. But It's not, but at least you can, you can learn how to pronounce those words. 
<laughs> and it's super funny, actually. I love that language. Wow, that was really fun.、Uh, I'm sad I lost, but、uh, it was super, super fun. <laughs> so I guess we can start with the interview and we can go deeper into the topic of the episode, which is、uh, Work Away. So, my first question to you would be actually, if you can explain to us and to our listeners what the Work Away is and、uh, How、uh, you can apply for, for an experience with the WorkAway project and how the selection process、uh, works. Yes,、um, WorkAway is actually a platform, an online platform.、Um, you have to sign up for participate and、uh, choosing the experiences you want to make. But if you go online on, on the website, you can actually see the opportunities.、Uh, you can't apply for them because you have to be registered and you have to pay a membership. To apply for, for the opportunities.、Uh, but you can go and, and try to look what,、uh, what it means and what kind of opportunities there are on the platform.、Um, the WorkAway experience is actually an exchange. You go,、uh, for example, in a hostel, you go to a family, you go、um, in, a, in a project, and you give some work, and in exchange, they can give you、uh, a place to sleep. They can give you meals, free meals.、Uh, it depends on, on, of course, on the opportunity and, and uh, uh, the kind of contract you have with them. But still, it's,、uh, it has to be considered not as work, but as an exchange. Because, of course, it, it, can, it may seem like a kind of work, because, for example, if you go to hostels, you have to, I don't know, stay in the reception, maybe you have to clean the rooms. Uh, so, uh, you may think it's, it's a kind of job, but actually, you get so much more in exchange that it's weird to consider it as a job. It's, it's an experience you can、uh, make to go abroad and basically live for free. I mean, there are some experiences where, where you can get back meals and a place to sleep. So, you're traveling for free, actually. So, I wanted to understand better like, so you create a profile into this platform? And you have to pay something like a membership, and then you can select the project you want to be involved with, or is that correct? Yes, yes, it is correct. You pay like a really cheap membership, actually, in comparing to other platforms.、Uh, you have your profile, you can、uh, put your information on,、uh, you can also、um, upload pictures, you tell、uh, what, which skills you have, and then, yes, you apply for, for projects. and You can, you can communicate with the projects only if you're a register. And can they get in touch with you, or you are the only one who can select the project? Can you be selected as well from them? Yeah, you can be selected.、Okay. You, you can choose to be、um, mm -hmm. found by, by, the, by, the, by the project、uh, because, for example, maybe you're abroad in a, in a country and Uh, you want to do a last minute experience.、Mm -hmm. Maybe、uh, if there's something new coming up,、uh, people that run projects can actually get in touch with you and select you without. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join US Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
without you even knowing. Okay, and from the moment you find something interesting for you, let's say you find something that you like in Norwegian, uh, in Norway, so you go there. But uh, how, like, from the moment you find something interesting, how long do you have to wait before everything can actually start and before actually you can uh, go and go to Norway, for example? It depends, actually. If you choose a last-minute experience, it could be just a days. It's a matter of days uh, because, of course, maybe there are some projects that have the urgency of, of having someone helping them or maybe some previous work away years left uh, uh, and they, they need to replace them. Um, so it could be days. Uh, for example, in my experience, uh, uh, the first one I waited for like three months because I planned the trip uh, three months be before actually going going to, to the country. And so I started to select the project three months ahead of the travel. It's it, it, it's up to you, actually. Of course, if you want to do some some experience with Workaway uh, and you want to leave thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm going to do a Workaway experience, I suggest to uh, get in touch with the, with the projects uh, maybe months before because some projects that are really popular on, on the platform are like maybe full and for the next couple of years, I don't know, because maybe they're so popular that everyone wants to do that. Uh, so yeah, I would suggest to plan your workaway experience, unless you're, you suddenly are in a country and you want to do something different mm -hmm. uh, and, and then you can apply for last minute experiences. But is it something that you can only do in, uh, in Europe or can you like find projects also like in South America, Australia or anywhere? Basically? It's, it's literally all over the world. I okay. think even the, the smallest country has at least one workaway experience. It's something that it, it works a lot with uh, word of mouth. So, uh, I mean, people that uh, wear workawayers actually go back to their country and speak to other people about this, uh, this kind of experience, this kind of opportunity. So project-wise, it, it's working a lot with word of mouth. So for some countries maybe where you need a visa, it might take a little bit longer for you to like actually go there, but then generally speaking, speaking it doesn't take that long. Is that right? Yes, yes, it's correct. And I think about visa, um, Workaways actually gives some hints about if you need uh, maybe a working visa, not not simply a touristic visa, because actually for for countries sometimes even work a workaway experience is considered as a job. Mm -hmm. So um, Workaway is actually giving you an alert if you go on the single project page, and it, it says uh, be careful because for this kind of experience in this country you would need a, a working visa. So then it gets a little bit a little bit more complicated but it's not impossible but still yeah you have to plan it and one last question before i toss the ball to roberta about the cost so you said that you have to pay um, something but then do you get paid it depends on the project because in some projects uh, actually it's written on on the single page on the website that you will get paid but it's not like this for for all projects or all or uh, all experiences so the one I did, when it was it wasn't paid. But for example, when I got there, uh, we made an arrangement uh, that for extra hours of, of work, 
uh, I would get paid. Uh, so it depends on the project. It depends. You can actually get an agreement with the with the people actually managing the project. But usually, it's not. It's it's an exchange. It's not paid. It's not a job. Thank you. Great. So um, it was great actually to hear that we need to think about these activities more um, like exchanges rather than proper like work experiences. Because you know, from the name, as the name suggests, you might just take it as work, but um, it's nice to hear it from someone that has been through that experience. That's the right way of uh, interpreting uh, this kind of experiences. So let me just uh, tag along and ask my first question, uh, which is uh, how long can uh, one of these experiences last? Because I assume there are many different, um, I mean, opportunities and chances to go abroad. But um, on average, if you can say, how long are the programs for? Uh, actually, it's the same answer. It depends on the project because uh, you don't have like a maximum stay um, for the experience, but you have a minimum stay. For example, if you go to, the, to a single project, uh, it always says like minimum a couple of weeks, minimum a month, but it's not something that you can do for like a few days uh, you have to stay probably at least one week and for some project at least one month so but the, the nice nice things and and what i would suggest to do it's uh, to stay at least a couple of weeks uh, to get in touch with the with the community and and to know the project better yeah i mean and of course like rushing into such kind of experiences it's also like probably it doesn't leave you uh, much to you as you know um, as a worker but also to the organization and whatever association you are working for definitely yeah so let's move ahead to the second question which is i mean you mentioned it a little bit before about the accommodation so uh is it something that you find for each project or not really uh actually accommodation i think it's provided for each project uh, because it's like the the minimum that the, for for the exchange we were talking before, yeah, accommodation it's it's something that you always find in a in an experience. Uh, it can be any kind of accommodation. For example, I stayed in a uh, van for for two weeks in winter in France. But of course, it's always mentioned in in the project itself. So when you apply, you know what kind of accommodation you will get in exchange of your working hours so yeah it, accommodation it's it's um it's always provided it's different about the meals because it's something that maybe it's not provided by the uh by, by the project you're you're into so yeah even for this answer i guess it depends also on, on the project but it's it's also it's nice to know that in any case you will find it like on the offer so yeah i never heard of a workaway experience without accommodation so probably it's something that it's it's a kind of requirement for for hosts to uh, provide accommodation for their work awayers. Yeah, and also this kind of leads me to another question, which is like, what if like you get there and not all the things that were promised to you are there? <laughs> like, what if there's something missing? <laughs> <laughs> it may happen, it may happen. But of course, my suggestion is to look, look at the reviews you find on the website so you know if something is, is uh, weird or something is not as expected by the workawayers. Uh, but I think 
you could actually leave. I mean, uh, it's not like a signed contract. It's not a working contract you you make with the with the project with experience. And of course, the the, the the thing you have to do is to report it to the WorkAway platform and team because, of course, communication is like the basis of, of a WorkAway experience. So you have the chance to actually talk to the people you're going to, to visit, you're going to work for uh, before you get there. So, I mean, a, a smart traveler, I think, will recognize if something is weird, if something is not communicating as good as, as expected. Um, I never had that bad experience, but I think, it, I mean, it's not like a, really a, a working contract. So I think you can report it and, and leave or, I don't know, try to uh, rearrange the, the agreement. Yeah, I mean, as you said, not a signed contract. So, But what about like WorkAway as a platform? Like, does it provide support even in terms of, I don't know, visa or... Uh, because you mentioned before that it, it states and it gives you like guidance um, whether or not you need a visa, but like in terms of like practical help um, and also when you are out <laughs> of your country, is WorkAway like present in your experience or...? I, I would say no. I mean, um, if you need, for example, a working visa, I think it's not, you don't have to receive the support from WorkAway, but from the project you're going to work for. I mean, sometimes when you need some kind of uh, reference or, um, you know, you have to apply for a, a visa, maybe you need to, to say also the, the place you're going to and who you are, you are going to work for. Um, so, but no, I, I would say, Actually, the WorkAway platform is just a platform for sharing experiences uh, that gets you in touch with the with the projects, but it's not giving that much of support. Okay, and um, now I guess let's get more on the personal side of the experience um, because uh, up until now we didn't really touch on your personal experiences. Um, so tell us a little bit of what you did through WorkAway, uh, and also if you can, like why you picked those specific projects or countries. I, I did two different WorkAway experiences, uh, very different, but still in the same sector, because I've been to Senegal uh, in Africa in 2017 for a month. And then I've been to France for a couple of weeks during Christmas uh, in 2018. And I both, um, both of the experiences uh, were about hostels and, and hospitality because in Senegal I was working in a, in a hostel and in, in France in a bed and breakfast, uh, a kind of bed and breakfast. Uh, so the, the experience was, was kind of similar in, in, in the job, I mean, I mean, in what I was doing, because in both experiences, uh, for example, I used to uh, prepare breakfast for the, for the guests. Uh, but still, two different countries. I mean, Senegal, of course, uh, it, it, it was a, I don't know, an amazing experience because I was in this small village, uh, I mean, 50 kilometers from Dakar, the capital city, and it was on the, um, on the sea. So every afternoon I was going to have my walk on the beach and I was going around in the in the village, I mean, meeting people because, of course, after a couple of weeks you're there, uh, you get in touch with the community. Of course, in Africa, it's it's, um, it's easier, I don't know, to get in touch because, of course, people are super friendly and 
and they're interested in why you picked this small village to do a, such an experience. Uh, so it was really nice. And, and in Senegal, I stayed for a month and I picked Senegal actually because I want to do uh, an experience uh, in Africa and I want to visit actually um, a country in Africa, but I didn't want to do a voluntary experience uh, with some kind of organization because I wanted to be some much more of a travel and not a um, Uh, volunteering experience uh, but of course I was a student so I was kind of you know not super rich and not super wealthy um, and work away actually was a was an experience that made me enjoy the country but not spending so so much money um, I picked Senegal actually because of a Uh, it, it was cheaper the flight to go there uh, rather than other African countries. And it was an a, a amazing experience and I would recommend to go there. And then in France, actually, uh, it was kind of different because I didn't know what to do for Christmas holidays. And I was, I mean, um, my friends were doing any, uh, something else. So I said, okay, I don't want to be home for Christmas holidays. Uh, and I just applied for this uh, experience in France. And for example, in this case, uh, they contacted me because I was looking for experiences. And when I completed my profile online, I said that I want to be in France. I wanted to be uh, in France because it's, of course, closer to Italy and I didn't want to go um, someplace really far. And they contacted me because uh, I said, okay, I am available during Christmas and I want to go to France, I'm Italian. Uh, a family, an Italian family um, that really has this uh, bed and breakfast uh, contacted me and I was super happy because uh, it was an amazing place in the countryside and I had to uh, sleep in a, in a van that they actually uh, give out to, to guests in summer. So it was really nice. So I spent uh, two weeks with the family It was not an experience uh, that I, I had to babysit uh, the, the, the kids uh, because I'm not that kind of person that really loves to babysitting. <laughs> I really loves babysitting, but it was nice because I really get in, into the uh, into the family. That was really good because uh, uh, I got the accommodation and also the meals. And the, <laughs> the dad of the family was a marvelous cook. Uh, so for two weeks I ate like a bunch of food, uh, like really good prepared food. Uh, so it was two different experiences in the same sector, but still really enriching. I think though, this is uh, one of the best points. Like when, whenever you decide to pick this kind of experiences to go abroad, but rather than going on your own, you know, as a tourist or on a, I don't know, standard way of traveling. Um, I, I guess it's, it's this, like you have the the power of unexpected moments, unexpected surprises of how, you know, uh, your uh, host dad being a, a nice cook. So um, it's not something that you get so easily if you're traveling on your own or if you just stay uh, at a hotel. I mean, I guess in that case, you know what you buy before buying it, but it, it's different. So this also leads me to another question, which is, can you please share with us any like funny or nice story or anecdote about any of the experiences you had through uh, work away? The best experience that I had uh, was in Senegal and we, we met uh, at the tailor of the village 
So we were buying textiles and then bringing to the tailor to make us customize uh, bags or, or clothes. And it was really nice because we really got in touch with him. Uh, and one day we went to his place and we watched like um, an Africa Cup uh, football match on a small black and white TV <laughs> with some other random guys from the village. And it was really nice. Uh, I mean, it's, it was something that really got us into uh, the, the village life uh, of, of, of a small village in actually Senegal, Africa. You know, it's something really different from what we are used to. Wow, I'm like so amused right now because I haven't been having such kind of experiences like in a lifetime, basically. Um, but anyways, let me toss the ball to Stefano because I'm sure he has, has some more questions. <laughs> you have to you have to live for some for this kind of experience. Yeah, well, I am mesmerized by all of these like experiences and I I was thinking where can I sign up? Like how does it like I want to go. I want to do the same. <laughs> yeah. So, um I want to kind of like follow the the same pattern and I wanted to ask you some philosophical questions again and uh, I wanted to know if there was like something difficult for you like in one of these uh, experiences like an obstacle or something um, that was um, unexpected for you let's say. Uh, I didn't have bad experiences mm -hmm. uh, but uh, for example um, when I was in France uh, I used to work more hours than, than expected but it was because of me because I'm not able to say no when someone asks me for help. Uh, but still, I think it's really important that you work the hours you are supposed to because, uh, you know, the limit between a workaway experience, a really nice exchange and some kind of exploitation, it's, it's kind of really thin, a thin line, you know. So, yeah, it, it wasn't a bad experience because, of course, I was happy to do those things, but still... As in these kind of experiences, you mm -hmm. are usually asked to work uh, four, five hours a day. But for example, I used to work six, seven hours. I was happy to do that, but still, uh, I would suggest you to keep it professional in some kind of way. You know, you say, okay, no, uh, I've worked my four or five hours. It's okay. We can we can chat. We can stay together, but do not ask me to work more because. I'm not supposed to and I'm here to enjoy the experience and not just working for, for you. Sometimes working more hours than expected can lead you to not enjoying the place you're, you're, you're living. So communication is always the key like to, to talk and discuss. Okay? Yeah. And would you have any other suggestions? For example, for me, I want to go somewhere. What would you suggest me to do? <laughs> I would say plan your experience because of course if you plan it in advance you find more exciting experience and you find some spots left to me uh, there are some projects as i said before that are really popular on the platform so plan it uh, months ahead maybe uh, also because maybe if you want to go like on the other side of the world you have to book your flights uh, you have to maybe apply for a visa mm -hmm. so plan it and be curious because on the platform I, I used to spend like hours hours uh, looking at the experiences on the platform because there are such different things so just be curious and 
look at the reviews because they're so important to, I don't know, to start building a, a trustworthy relationship with the host uh, because you have the experience of previous workawayers and you know that maybe uh, they cook in a certain way so maybe you don't like that, that kind of, uh, of preparation uh, maybe you're vegetarian and they don't offer you vegetarian options I don't know so work um, reviews and and of course curiosity actually are, are my suggestions and then trust the platform and trust the, the sharing economy <laughs> I don't know if, if it makes sense go for it and but plan it I mean it's not something that maybe you can just pop up and say okay I'm gonna leave tomorrow and let's see what's uh, what's on the platform and sorry out of the blue is there any age limit to for this uh, to apply to to get involved or, or not uh, I think it depends on the project I don't think so I think it's kind of a against the community uh, rules because of course it's something that is, is open to anyone Uh, so I think the, the, the workaway community don't want to, I don't know, put, put limits, uh, uh, discrimination limits maybe. Uh, so I don't think there's an age limit. Of course, it depends on, on the job uh, you have to do, on the work you have to do, because maybe you have to, I don't know, have a gardening work or, you know, some kind of handy... Uh, you become the handyman of the, the place you are going to and so it's, uh, it depends of course if you're maybe 70 you're not able to do such things in the same way but there's no, I think there's no limit for, uh, for age uh, neither sex of course and neither anything else uh, it's of course all about sharing experiences that's uh, that's great and would you would you do it again like would you apply for another project and if yes would you change something maybe like i don't know in the platform in the process would you add something would you i don't know change uh, Uh, maybe something during the experience? Uh, yes, I would do that again. And before before the pandemic into... <laughs> Of course, after, after everything you told us. <laughs> of course, you would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, if you only have a good experience, you want to do more. Before the pandemic, I was planning to leave my job and stay like in, in Asia for a year. So I planned like, uh, okay, first month I, I will be in Vietnam in the north, so I will apply for this workaway experience. Uh, the next month I would be in Cambodia, so I would apply for this. And of course I have like a list of favorites on my browser of all the workaway experience I wanted to apply to. Uh, so yes, I would do that again. And I really think it's the nicest way to travel when you're on a budget because of course uh, you get at least free accommodation of course maybe in Asia it's not that expensive to, to sleep in hostels but it's a different experience of traveling I wouldn't change anything on the platform I mean the platform has to be intended as you know um, an ad platform of course uh, to, to make uh, hosts and workawayers meet uh, as I said before they don't provide any kind of practical support it's just uh, you know some kind of uh, exchange platform to to get in touch the only thing as i said before is that you really have to be careful in working the working hours uh, that you agreed to uh, also because sometimes uh, 
you get into the, the job, you get into the place and you forget you're there for traveling. So you forget to explore the, maybe the surroundings of, of the place. So yes, I would just um, probably work less, work the, of course the right amount of hours uh, to get in exchange what, what is provided, but then exploring and probably uh, I wouldn't stay in, in, in a place for several months, probably for a couple of weeks uh, and a month then maybe have a break so I can travel around and then start another workaway experience. Because of course, for example, when I was in Senegal, uh, we didn't have the chance to travel around Senegal so much. I mean, we had maybe a couple of days off, uh, so we would maybe go to Dakar and, and uh, to the north of Senegal, but you're not, not there for traveling, so you have to stay in the place you applied for. Uh, so maybe work a couple of weeks, then have a break, maybe change place, uh, and then, you know, you have the chance to, to see the surroundings. Because of course, uh, I mean, it's it's comfortable and, and easy to just stay in the hostel maybe, but still, uh, if you don't see around, then why you're there. And uh, to finish one last question, I would like to know if, well, of course you learned something, but what is at least one thing that you want that you would like to share with us that you learned during these experiences? I think it's the it's it's about the languages. I mean, I chose to countries where uh, they, they spoke French and they speak French uh, because uh, I wanted to improve my, my speaking in French. Uh, so one practical thing I learned is actually how to speak uh, French better. So that's, that's of course useful, especially maybe if you're trying to learn a new language to do this kind of experience to, to learn how to speak better. But then, yes, it's just about, you know, the how families and how people can be so welcoming and treat you as part of the family, even if you're a workawayer and maybe they have hosted, I don't know, hundreds of workawayers before you but you're still treated as part of the family. And I think that it's something that in other kind of traveling methods you, you, can, you cannot experience. Well, thank you so much for all your answers. It was amazing and very, very nice to listen to you. Thank you for having me. It was really nice to meet you. And uh, of course, we didn't know each other before this, but we can keep up with knowing each other maybe in the, in the future, of course. Yeah, and I feel that um, somehow we didn't go through uh, work away experiences, but we also had quite a few experiences abroad. And what I find always fascinating is that no matter what is the means you, you use to go abroad uh, and have experiences like with locals, uh, but the what you get out of it, it's, it's always the same. So it was very nice to, to listen to your, uh, your story because it, it makes me also want to go back and travel. And I'm sure Stefano uh, agrees with, uh, with this. But, um, but let's keep the ball rolling. And uh, this is the part of the episode um, where we share some pieces of advice and also we give you like the proper websites where you should go and look for information if you, you were planning on going and if you got inspired by Georgia and her story. So first website that I would like to share is of course the Workaway website which is www.workaway.info 
find it also, I believe, in um, a couple more languages other than Italian, if you need. Then also another website which uh, offers um, similar opportunities is the uh, WOOF, I think. That's how you pronounce it. So www.oof.it, uh, which basically is a platform. Um, it's actually part of a worldwide movement that mm -hmm. uh, links together uh, visitors with organic farmers and um, tries to promote, you know, a cultural and educational exchange on the idea of building a community uh, of conscious and ecological farming and sustainable uh, practices. So just to, to spread awareness about this, um, this themes, if you can call them uh, like that. And also, I believe Georgia also has uh, a suggestion about another website. So could you tell us, please, about it? Yes, uh, it's called uh, TrustedHouseSitters.com. Uh, and it's about house sitting. So you can go and stay in some other people's houses and sit to their, I mean, stay in their houses, live there while they're on vacation. Uh, and of course you can just house sit or you can pet sit their, their pets, their cats and dogs. And it's really nice because actually you can, I don't know, um, live the life of small villages or, or big cities like, I don't know, New York. I was planning to go to New York and, and stay there on uh, while doing house sitting. So it's really nice because it gives you the chance to live in some other places rather than your home. And of course, you get in touch with the people uh, your house sitting for, uh, but uh, it's, it's a kind of a different experience, but still a nice way of traveling on a budget. Yeah, and, and perfect suggestion for all our listeners uh, that I'm sure will be happy <laughs> um, to try and uh, browse all these websites and hopefully also uh, submit to some, uh, some of these experiences. But um, anyway, we covered a lot of ground even for today's episode uh, and it was really a delight to have Georgia on the show. So thank you very much again for uh, accepting our invitation, for showing up <laughs> and, um, and we hope that you enjoyed the, the conversation with, uh, with us and also to, to share your experience uh, with, uh, with Workaway that I'm sure will help a lot of people out there listening. But also um, I wanted to, to thank Stefano and to say hello to every one of you listening and uh, hope, of course, in the hope, of course, that you will uh, take part in one of these adventures in, in the future. And also stay tuned and don't miss our last episode of this mini-series. Uh, so stay tuned, guys, and um, bye! <laughs>